0: This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl power. girl power. This is the story of the girl who broke through horse racing barriers, Pam O'Neill. Read by Olympic swimmer Kate Campbell.
1: And the field is locked away for the big race. Starter holds the button, about to release the field. And they're off. Mr. Man jumped well. Blue boys charging forward. Bob the Bloke is looking strong. Jeff, the gentleman, just off the pace. Masculine Max forges ahead with Mr. Man behind him. Bob the Bloke's third. Two lengths away is Larry Lad with Fred the fellow close to the rail in fifth. Mr. Man's in front. Here's Bob the Bloke challenging for the lead. Jeff, the gentleman's bursting through. Masculine Max is hot on his heels as they take the turn. Larry lads on the outside. Bob the Bloke slipped ahead, however. Fred the Feller in second. Mr. Man in third. Mr. Man pushing through. Here he comes. Mr. Man, Mr. Man, Mr. Man crosses the line in first. A length ahead. Followed by Bob the Bloke. Fred the Feller in third. What a race blue boy, masculine Max, Jeff the Gentleman and Larry Ladd close behind, and as usual, lucky lady, Gertie the Girl and womanly Wendy miss the start completely, they're nowhere to be seen. Probably back in the stables braiding their hair, or whatever it is those frivolous fillies do.
2: Pam O'Neill was sick of listening to race callers gushing over men on horseback. It's not that they weren't talented, Anyone whose job involves being followed around by an ambulance was pretty darn tough in Pam's mind. But she wanted to be amongst it. Pam was a rad rider, always had been since the very first moment she slipped her boot into a stirrup. Dad, I wanna stop horsing around with school, she said. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. We all know I'm a one-trick pony. I'm not going to get back in the saddle. Just let me quit. I know I'm a maiden, but I'm no ruffie. She may not have said it exactly like that, but Pam's point was that she hated school and loved horses. She lived in a Brisbane suburb called Ascot, near a racecourse and surrounded by stables. There was nowhere she'd rather be than in the stalls among the hay and slosh buckets. When her dad bought a couple of racehorses of his own, Pam couldn't handle it any longer. She had to be with them. All. The. Time. All right, Pam, her dad said. If that's what you really want, you can give school the flick and stay home looking after the horses. You little beauty, she squealed. No one had ever been so happy to get up every day before the sun. While other kids were still fast asleep, Pam would be mucking out stables. That's shovelling poop, sweeping floors and remaking horse beds from straw, wood shavings and sawdust. But it was track work that truly took her fancy. That's exercising horses, saddling up and riding them in preparation for real races. She got to know the thoroughbreds better than the jockeys who raced them. But she wasn't allowed to walk the horses past the gates at the course. No women allowed, the official said. Give us the lead, Pam. She whispered in the horse's ears as she handed over the reins. Good luck, matey. You can win this. I know you can. Her shoulders slumped as she watched the horses led away. But she didn't mope. She felt a heat rising inside her body. Pam didn't just want to lead horses onto the track. She wanted to race them. Girls can't hack it, the official said. They're just not strong enough. Pam knew that was a load of manure. She could ride just as well as any man, and she knew it all came down to how you handled the horse. It's not just strength, she huffed, it's knack. And I've got the knack. Pam wanted to be a jockey. It's the sport of kings, not the sport of queens, racing bosses said. You can argue all you like, little lady. Oh, little lady, you, Pam said. You want arguing, you'll get arguing. Letter number one. (laughs) Dear horse racing bosses, I'm writing to bail you up. Let girls be hoops. Hoops is racing lingo for jockeys. Yours sincerely, Pam O'Neill. Pam wrote and rode, rode and wrote. She was determined not to give up. She was prepared to chip and chip and chip away. Letter number 154. Dear horse racing bosses, I know you think I'm writing my own ticket here, but you've got to realise I've got the late mail. Women can be jockeys. More racing lingo. Late mail is a last-minute tip. Yours sincerely, Pam O'Neill. Pam's hopes slowly rose as small changes happened. Eventually, she was allowed to lead the horses past the gates. Yes! Eventually, she was allowed to pat the horses on the track. Yes! Eventually, women were allowed to ride. Yes! But only against each other. And their races were given prissy titles like the Powder Puff Derby, named after round, puffy things women used to put makeup on. And no one could bet on the ladies, just so punters knew women weren't to be taken seriously. Pam's hope was fading. Come on, Pam said. This is insulting. Letter number 168. Dear horse racing bosses, I'm a stayer, and you're not going to make me into a late scratching. That's racing speak for withdrawing from the race at the last minute. Let women race against the men, now. Yours sincerely, Pam O'Neill. Pam wrote a letter to the big bosses of horse racing every single month for 14 years. Fourteen years. Chip, chip, chipping away. She wouldn't let them deflate her. It didn't matter how many times they said no. Just keep chipping, she told herself. Chip, chip, chip chip away. Finally, she wore them down. Dear Miss O'Neill, thank you for your letters, all 168 of them. We're going to allow women to have jockey licences. You did it. Yours sincerely, Horse Racing Bosses. Pam pumped her fists. Yes, she said. Fantastic. But just before the rules were changed, Pam's sportswomanship was put to the test. A jockey from New Zealand, Linda Jones, was granted permission to race against men in Australia. Her husband was a trainer, bringing his horse across the sea. He told the Horse Racing Bosses, He wouldn't let it run unless Linda was the jockey. So they made an exception. Pam gulped, swallowing her pride. She even lent her saddle to Linda. Then she stood in the crowd cheering her on as she did what Pam had been trying to do for so long. Go, Linda, she yelled. Bring it home! It was difficult to watch. Pam thought it should have been her out there. But she figured it was all part of her bigger fight. I think you put on this earth to do something, she told reporters. And my job was to get the rule changed that women could ride against the men. Pam was ready to race. She was on the Gold Coast in Queensland, known for its sunny skies, glitter and glamour. The day didn't disappoint, except for the glitter and glamour part. Pam had to pull on her silks in a caravan because there were no female jockey change rooms. But nothing was going to shift her focus. She was there for one thing. She was there to win. The trumpet blared.
1: And then moving in. Pam O'Neill making her debut on Samoan Lady.
2: This is it, Pam thought. The moment you've been waiting for. We're going to allow women... The moment you've been fighting for. To have jockey licences. She was nervous. You did it. Not because she was worried about the ride. But because of everyone's expectations, she'd pushed so hard to be included, she felt like she'd better deliver a result. The barriers clicked shut and Pam's nerves disappeared.
1: And they're locked away. The starter mounts you stand.
2: Pam leaned forward and whispered into Samoan lady's ear. Good luck, matey, she said. Not that we'll need it. I'll look after you. We've got this.
1: And they're off and racing.
2: The gate sprung open and Pam tightened her grip on the reins. She stood up, balancing on her toes in the stirrups with her elbows and knees bent. She threw her body forward as Samoan lady galloped with all her might. There was no better feeling than your horse picking up pace and knowing you might win. Dirt was flinging into Pam's goggles from the other horse's hooves, but she didn't flinch. She kept her butt in the air, balancing and hovering over the saddle.
1: And Samoan lady is coming through on the inside.
2: Pam could feel the wind from the other riders whisking past her ears, but she wasn't intimidated. She was calm and confident. She'd practised enough that she almost felt a part of the horse. She pushed ahead, around the bend and onto the home stretch. Samoan lady has hit the front. The crowd roared. Go, you good thing. Come on, Samoan lady. Go, go, go!
1: And it's Samoan lady ahead by a length. It's tight. Samoan lady, Samoan lady, Samoan lady wins by a length.
2: Pam pulled back. Samoan lady slowed to a canter, then a trot as Pam caught her breath. She glanced at the crowd. They were on their feet, waving their form guides in the air, jumping and clapping their hands. We did it, Pam said. We won. Pam wanted to collapse from relief. She was exhausted, but so grateful not to be saddled with the pressure anymore. All of the other jockeys trotted up and patted Pam on the back. They were impressed. She'd proven herself. But that was just a rehearsal. Pam won two more races at that meet and ran another treble days later. She was on a winning streak. Pam wasn't just a jockey. She was hard to beat. Later on, she won another three races at one meet on a horse called Breakfast Creek. But when they lost their fourth race, Breakfast Creek's owners had a tantrum. That's enough of you, they said to Pam. We want a male jockey to take over. Pam was dumbfounded. Surely three out of four made her worth keeping? Her mates were furious. They rallied tightly around her. Don't worry, Pam, they said. We've got a plan to get you back on the horse. Well, not that horse, but another horse. They formed a syndicate. That's a group of people with money and a plan. They bought Pam her own horse, so no one would ever be able to kick her off. I think I'll call you Super Snack, she said, Winky for short. Super Snack, a.k.a. Winky, and Pam won 18 races together, which was a Queensland record for the number of wins by one jockey on one horse. Everywhere Pam and Winky ran, they were met with applause, and the loudest cheers always came from the women in the stands. Go Super Snack! Go Winky! Go Pam! Today, there are hundreds of female jockeys across Australia, and they're some of the best. 36 years after Pam's first win, she watched on in awe as a young female jockey named Michelle Payne won Australia's most famous event, the race that stops a nation, the Melbourne Cup. It's such a chauvinistic sport. I know some of the owners were keen to kick me off, Michelle said. I just want to say to everyone else that they can go and get stuffed because they think women aren't strong enough. But we just beat the world. Pam wiped tears of joy from her eyes. You're right, she said. We did just beat the world. (laughs) That really is a lesson in how persistence pays off. Pam was one gutsy, determined woman. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls and with special thanks to Victoria Shaw for her expert race calling. I'm Kate Campbell, I'm a swimmer, I've represented Australia at the Olympic and Commonwealth Games and I've collected a few medals along the way. You can hear more stories of Fierce Girls on the podcast, like this one about waste warrior Fina Sahajwala. Some kids collect
3: stamps, some kids collect stickers... Some kids collect toys. Vina Sahajwala, she collected litter. It's not junk, she said. I can get five paise for one bottle. Why would anyone throw anything away when it's worth something? Veena became a scientist and travelled the world of waste, learning about reducing, reusing and recycling. But she wanted to add another R word to the list. Reviving. Vena experimented breaking down tricky waste into tiny parts. If we heat old rubber and plastic at extremely high temperatures, we can use it to make steel. This could change the world. And it did. More than two million tyres have been made into green steel and counting, and Vena's work continues. She's bringing new life to everything from old mobile phones to coffee grounds, because in her eyes, there's no such thing as waste. Everything is a resource just waiting to be revived.
2: To hear more awesome episodes of the Fierce Girls podcast, go to the ABC Listen app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And just remember, girls, you can do it. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by
0: a bunch of super fierce women. The executive producer is Justine Kelly. It's produced by Rebecca Armstrong. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. Judy Rapley is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. <laughs> Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts like this one. Fierce Girls is a production of the ABC Audio Studios.